Patriots, assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at His Hard Line. Let's go! from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. the show. Let's get started. Greetings and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair at the helm behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great semi of ours through these crazy highs that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Thursday, August 12th. Excuse me, Friday. Uh, wait, what day are we on? My gosh, Sunday. Oh my gosh, Sunday, August 13th. I can't even get my date right. My Lord, heaven help us all. It is Sunday. August 13th, 2023, and you are listening to a special, special episode a 594, episode 594, a trucker's tribute special, and we will be reading Psalms 5. All right. Boy, I tell you what, that was a little embarrassing. Can't even get my day straight here. Um, so daily disclaimer, as usual, I got to put this out there. So I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, a holistic health expert, uh, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar, and I'm certainly not a bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer legal advice. I do not have a political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-lettered corrupt agencies like the scumbags over there at the CIA and FBI. And while I am a lawful and true member of the Michigan General General Assembly, I don't care what you've heard from the other reprobates. I do advocate for your participation in your local General General Assembly, and I am not the official face or voice of the National State or County Assembly. Furthermore, I want to emphasize that I have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly, such as the American States Assembly, National Liberty Life Force, Beacon 37, RUSA, and Tactical Civics, or any other organizations outside the Michigan model. And I have never participated in any fraudulent status correcting associated with AVR, Bobby Lawrence, David Strait, and company. And furthermore, I do not endorse or advocate for violence unless you meet me at my doorstep with it, at which that point it will be addressed 
accordingly and appropriately. It's important to note that I am also not a part of any cult or especially not a Freemason on any level. And please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own unless otherwise. So there you go to all the Karens and Darrens out there. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm reading the comments. Um, I'm a little concerned for Nancy. Nancy says, haha, I did a face plant in my driveway a couple hours ago. Um, yeah, that's not cool. Are you okay, Les- uh, Nancy? Leslie, she says, oh, no, I hope you're okay. That's not cool. She says, kind of sore, but not too bad. I did ice on my nose, mouth, and hand, and wrist. Ouch, that sounds... I'm very, very sorry to hear about that. We're going to keep you in our prayers at the end of the show. Don't let me forget, folks, because um, I, I sometimes do have a very short-term memory. I'll, I will forget, um, but... Just know that my intentions, let's say a prayer for Nancy uh, for a quick healing, because that can't be, um, that can't be, <laughs> I, that just gives me the heebie-jeebies, because I can only imagine the kind of pain you're probably feeling from that. Ouch. So sorry about that. Man. Well, you know, she says, thanks, my own fault. But uh, isn't that a lot of accidents? A lot of accidents, we, we <laughs> I think a lot of accidents are typically, usually part and parcel our own fault, I imagine, you know? Um you know, it, it is what it is. Stuff happens, you know? I mean, as we get into the topic of uh, trucking here, I mean, maybe I might share one or two embarrassing stories of some mistakes that I've made um, that I don't really like to talk about. But on this show, because of the nature of what we're doing today, I'm going to do it. It's going to be a nice special show. I don't have to work tomorrow, so it might go a longer than normal. I got a couple of... Uh, what am I drinking here? I got some Founders Rubeus Raspberry Ale that I'm sipping on. So it's going to be a nice night. Um, so there we go. So <clears throat> don't ask me what made me want to do this special. It was laid on my heart to do it. Don't know why. It's nothing, you know, it's not like uh, anything occurred. Um, but just something was just coming around, you know, it just, like I said, laid on my heart and for the record, by the way, guys, if you do have a telegram channel or a telegram account and you follow me on telegram, you can watch the audio or excuse me, you can watch the video stream on telegram and I have it muted though on telegram. So if you have your Podbean app open, you can hear the audio as well as watch the video stream. Not that that there's anything special going on over here, but the audio seems to be better on Podbean. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the video over on Telegram be up, and then the audio on the Podbean end. So just FYI. So so, uh, well, where do we begin with this? So with almost eight years myself being behind the wheel of of a semi, I've traveled a lot of terrains, a lot of roads, and not just behind, you know, just behind the wheel of a semi, but even, you know, my own personal vehicle before I got in the wonderful world of trucking. I, you know, was a a sales and marketing consultant, and I traveled all over the country. Um, I spent one year over the road as an over-the-road trucker when I used to work for U.S. Express based out of Chicago, and seven years uh, as a local gas hauler. Now, my trucking roots run pretty deep because I got my father, I have a grandfather on my mom's side, and an uncle on my mom's side. They're all part of the trucking world. 
Now, my father and grandfather have both retired from it. I have an uncle that lives out in Colorado that he's very, very active, and he's still driving over the road. So he he traverses quite a bit of uh, steep inclines and, and, and mountainous terrain out, out in his part of the world. But the sound, let me tell you this, guys. The sound of my old, my old man's, uh, my dad's old 2000 classic Freightliner that he had, it was blue had big, huge, like shark teeth that he had on the front of the girl. The thing looked aggressive. It was awesome. But some of my fondest memories, honestly, was when he would, you know, spark that thing up and it would roar to life early in the morning at dawn, like five in the morning. Right. And it would just billow diesel smoke. And I would love when that smoke used to roll past my window. Absolutely love the smell of diesel burning. Absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite smells in the whole entire world. Absolutely love it. It was a great, great memory of mine in, in, you know, during my childhood. But trucking is not just a job. It's a, it's a heritage that spans generations, not just in my family, but for many families out there who are in trucking. Now, I'm not trying to sit here and claim that truck drivers hold the most vital role here in America. Their place, in my humble opinion, definitely ranks among the top 10, along with farmers and military personnel, mechanics, emergency responders, law enforcement, and so on. That's, that's undeniable. And each profession contributes uniquely to society's well-being. And I think forward, what I think I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing a tribute show every once in a while on Sunday to the various different professions that are often thankless professions like farmers, like law enforcement, like our uh, trash collection. We don't even think about these basic things. Um, the guy, here, here's something that a lot of people don't think about. The terminal operators that keep the plants up and going so the fuel haulers like me can load the fuel on the truck to bring to the stations for you guys to load yes we play a pivotal role because we haul the fuel but we'd have no fuel to haul if the people at the refineries and at the terminals weren't there to keep the plants functional i mean everybody everybody has a very relevant role now, I'm here today to pay homage to truckers, not to claim supremacy, but to shed light on the underappreciated and the often thankless nature of our work. Now, the road becomes our daily battleground as we navigate treacherous road rangers and inexperienced drivers and rush hour chaos and, and that perennial dance with construction zones that I think all of us would grow frustrated with, right? But our office is the highway and our trusty rigs become our desks. See, every journey that we go on, every journey that we embark upon is a workday hauling goods and bridging distances for the betterment of our country. Now, life as a trucker on the road offers a mix of adventure and challenges, making it an enticing yet demanding career choice. See, for those who relish the freedom of the open road, being paid to travel and command, you know, and being in command of a massive rig holds a certain kind of unique allure and a massive responsibility. But single truckers often find the opportunity to roam for months on end to be an excellent way to see the country, embracing the thrill of exploration on the you know company's dime, if not an owner-operator. 
But however, you know, for truckers with families, this is the hard part, folks. Truckers with families, that allure comes with a different set of struggles because, you know, you got extended periods that you're away from loved ones and that can test one's commitment and emotional well-being. See, the dichotomy of loving the job's independence while hating the separation from family, it creates a constant uh, tug of war within the heart. See, truckers don't conform to the traditional nine to five routine that most are typically accustomed to. You know, their earnings are often tied to, you know, the miles that they cover, right? If wheels are rolling, then money's being made, right? Their earnings are often tied to the miles that they cover. And waiting times during loading and unloading is often a common frustration. It can directly impact their income. Navigating unexpected breakdowns and road challenges is a skill acquired through experience. And these hardships, though, underscore the indomitable spirit that drives truckers to keep on going, to keep on trucking, as they say. And in many ways, you know, truckers really are the last true cowboys of the modern world. All right. Well, what do you mean by that, Jason? Well, because truckers have been often referred to somewhat, you know, sometimes affectionately by Jason Aldean as asphalt cowboys. And they embody the spirit of a rugged of rugged individualism, braving the elements and unpredictable roads sitting behind the wheel of massive rig. You know, they become lone wanderers navigating through the vast expanse of the highways like modern day cowboys taming the wild frontier. And just any profession, the trucking industry has its share of individuals who don't uphold the expected level of professionalism and courtesy on the road, if you will. You know, the guys that have stains on their shirts and they roll around truck stops wearing flip-flops. You know the type. I've know, I know you've seen them. You know who exactly who I'm talking about. And much like there are subpar teachers and corrupt police officers and unethical farmers, you know, there are a lot of those truck drivers who fail to meet the standards set for safe and respectful driving in public spaces. And unfortunately, these individuals, I hate to say it, they tarnish the reputation of the entire profession. And as their actions lead to the negative consequences and poor perceptions, you know, it just seems like we get more and more scumbags that get behind these wheels and they become more steering wheel holders than actual truck drivers. Now, it's important to acknowledge that the vast majority of dedicated and responsible men and women behind the wheel, I'm talking about the men and women who've been doing this for 30, 40, 50 years. The men and women who've been doing this since the time when actually truckers were respected as heroes of the highway. See, a true trucker, and I wouldn't, I don't even know if I would even consider myself a true trucker because I'm still a part of the new school, but I would say a true trucker displays admiral behavior always willing to lend a helping hand and create a space on a busy highway for merging vehicles even though vehicles don't know how to merge on a highway but yet amidst the positive efforts truckers often face daily challenges from individuals seeking to exploit the situation what do you mean by that jason well there are a lot of instances where some people will deliberately deliberately provoke dangerous situations, hoping to initiate an accident so they can have a lawsuit and try to get some financial gain out of the situation. Some of you who are in the trucking community, I don't care if you're a dispatcher or if you're in logistics, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
And such action not only impacts the trucking companies, but also exposes the individual drivers to personal liability. And in the worst case scenario, legal consequences, including imprisonment in the, you know, in the unfortunate event of a fatal accident. Now, this scenario is every trucker's worst nightmare. It's mine. I've had people try to break check me to try to get an accident to occur. Thankfully, we have a ton of cameras all around our truck. Front, back, driver facing, you name it. We got tra- we got we got cameras everywhere to save us from these to prove that we weren't in the wrong when such events occur. Now, in addition to that nightmare that we all face on a daily basis, truckers also face numerous challenges, including potential legal issues, as well as strict scrutiny and regulations by the FMCSA, which is the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration and state DOTs. You know, we must adhere to tight schedules. We have to manage weight limits. We have to inspect our vehicles before and after each shift. We have to go get a DOT physical every two years. If you're a diabetic, it's once every year or six months, depending on what the doctor issues for you, just so you can operate a vehicle. And and make no mistake, airline pilots are no different. They they are they. In fact, let me let me just say this: truckers aren't really under the heaviest scrutiny. I would say airline pilots are. They fall under the same regulations as we do. In fact, more. And failure to do so, you know, failure to do inspections, I should say, could actually lead to a financial loss because if something happens where like a brake chamber falls off a trailer and goes through a windshield, and yes, that has happened. I've heard of a story of a brake chamber coming off a semi-truck and going through a windshield and killing a toddler in the back seat. Yes. That can actually lead a driver into prison. Believe it or not. And the trucking profession is heavily, heavily regulated, particularly for hazmat haulers like myself, resulting in ongoing pressure and adherence to a multitude of statutes and regulations. So at the end of it all, you know, despite the challenges and the toll that it takes, here's the thing. And I think I speak for most truckers when I say this. Truckers find deep gratification in their profession. There's days we hate it. But they're not just drivers. They're also the unsung heroes of the highway. Ready to lend a helping hand to stranded motorists or respond to emergencies when needed. It's a demanding job that requires a special kind of person. One who would rather face the unpredictability of the road than be confined to an office for hours on end. This choice, while a, uh, a source of pride, it also embodies sacrifice as, as, as they trade time with their loved ones for the sake of providing a good life and a living for their family while navigating between the long, lonely white lines of the highway moving freight all across this land. Now, before we continue further on the more fun part of the show, let's get into the reading here. And yes, I have incorporated the truckers in this reading. After the reading, I should say, in the, in the summary. So that, again, we're reading out of Psalm 65. And it's a praise to God for his salvation and providence. Starting with verse 1. Praise is awaiting you, O God, in Zion, and to you the vow shall be performed. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Iniquities prevail against me, as for our transgressions, you will provide atonement for them. 
Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you, that he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. By awesome deeds and righteousness, you will answer us, O God, of our salvation. You who are the confidence of all the ends of the earth and of the far-off seas, who established the mountains by his strength, being clothed with power. You who still the noise of the seas, the noise of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples, they also who dwell in the farthest parts are afraid of your signs. You make the outgoings of the morning and evening rejoice. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and... The little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. And that is a reading of Psalm 65. Now, Psalm 65, which is a heartfelt song of praise and gratitude, resonates with timeless lessons that can be profoundly, you know, that can profoundly impact a truck driver's life, as well as anyone for that matter. And even in the midst of their challenging journey, just as the psalmist offers thanks for God's salvation and providence, a truck driver can embrace gratitude for their safety and the ability to provide for their family through their work. Now, this sense of appreciation can serve as a source of strength during the lonely hours away from loved ones. And much like the confidence that the psalmist places in God, a trucker can draw strength from their faith and inner resolve as they navigate the trials of the road. Placing trust in their skills and safety precautions can help them tackle the unpredictability nature of long hauls, echoing the idea of relying on a higher power like God. And additionally, the psalmist acknowledges, excuse me, the psalmist acknowledgement of God's provision for the earth's bounty encourages a trucker to appreciate the beauty of the landscape that they traverse and the ecosystems they pass through, fostering a sense of stewardship, and a respect for nature. You see, the concept of atonement and forgiveness highlighted in the psalm can remind truckers of the importance of patience and understanding, both with themselves and with fellow travelers on the road. And just as God's forgiveness offers a fresh start, letting go of frustrations and road-related stress can lead to a more peaceful and fulfilling journey. Don't get upset about the guy that cut you off. Don't get upset at the middle finger that got flown your way because that driver thinks that, you know, you did something improper. Let it go. See, the psalmist's satisfaction with God's goodness parallels the idea of finding contentment in the simple joys of life on the road, like a breathtaking sunset or a warm meal after a shift or a restful moment after a light, you know, a long drive. Now, furthermore, the awe-inspiring depiction of God's power over creation can inspire a trucker to marvel at the vastness of the landscapes that they traverse and the challenges that they often overcome on a weekly and monthly basis. Recognizing that their place within this grandeur can invoke a sense of humility and perspective. And lastly, lastly, the universal nature of prayer as described in this psalm 
emphasizes the interconnectedness of all people. See, this ain't just something that truck drivers can find solace in as far as the knowledge, you know, that their struggles and sacrifices are shared by many. I mean, this, this is something that everybody can relate to. Again, cultivating a sense of community and empathy within the trucking industry and incorporating the teachings of Psalm 65 into a truck driver's life can offer a framework for coping with the daily struggles of being on the road, fostering a deeper connection to their purpose and the world around them and the loved ones that they hold dear. Now, I have two audio pieces here, as well as a bunch of awesome trucking music, truck driver songs dedicated to truckers that I have on this playlist. And in between each song, I'm going to share maybe a story or two here and there. But I do have a couple audio pieces that I plan on playing. The first one is about the life of a trucker. It's about four and a half minutes long. And it's, it's presented through the eyes and voice of an actual trucker. And the second audio piece that I'm going to play is a creative tribute to truck drivers, about four and a half minutes long as well. And it's akin to, I don't know if you remember Paul Harvey, folks. So God made a farmer. Remember that? So God made a farmer. This guy that made this piece, it's called So God Made a Trucker. And I believe this would be a wonderful way to honor our truckers while sharing some of my own personal road stories in between all of these uh, songs I got, you know, that I'm be playing on the playlist here. But um, I'm reading through the comments here. Oscar was saying, We had a saying in the shop every fighter pilot needs a hero, an aviation mechanic. Amen to that. That's right. Because they can't keep those birds in the, in the sky without a good aviation mechanic. A amen to that. And he was also saying, talking with truckers, you know, CB gleamed tons of wisdom on my travels back and forth from Missouri and North Carolina while in the Marines. You do learn a lot. You do learn a lot. And, um, and so let's play the first audio piece here. Let me make, hopefully my audio is proper here. So this is about four and a half minutes long. Let me pull this up. Make sure this comes up. Of course, you know, you got to have your usual YouTube commercials. I tell you, I hate YouTube and their commercials. You got to let them do their thing. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And Kyle Camps was saying right here, the trucker's prayer. I'll find that. That's a good idea. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to have to bring that up. So around 11 30 12 o'clock i get the truck ready kind of look over things over and then uh we went and hooked up and went to uh, pick up the load two hours is pretty much the norm if you're in and out under two hours you're lucky the industry is really based off of pay by mile so you get you get paid by the miles that you drive uh we don't get paid hourly some companies do uh but that time that we're sitting at receivers and shippers there's there's really no compensation and my, um, my grandfather was a truck driver and he ran the East Coast and the, and the West Coast running produce. And then my father was, grow, was born into it. My uncle uh, still drives, still hauls produce. Um, so yeah, I'm third generation now. I have a, I was married, uh, I got married in September. I have a four-year-old daughter and just leaving them for the week. Uh, it's a lot of, lot of pressure and a lot of workload on my wife and um, just not being there for, for family things that you want to be there for. They tell you when you sign up, 
that you're going to be away from home, it's different when you live that. It's much different to be out on the road without your family, without talking to anyone face to face for a couple of days and making your peanut butter and jelly sandwich as you load. It's lonely a lot. Um, you're isolated a lot, you know. I'll wind up calling everyone in my family usually when I when I start getting on the road. It's like, okay, like they're doing other things, you know, but you're driving in the middle of the day and you just want someone to kind of chat with every now and then. We started in North Carolina and six and a half to seven hours later, we will be 300 miles from where we started. It's a different part of the country, a different demographic of maybe economics, anything. It's a completely different area than where we just started. And the next day, I'm going to be 500 miles in a different spot. So you get to see a lot of the country. It's one of the things I like the best. I'm, I'm not someone that can sit in an office. So this job suits me very well. The night driving is my favorite. It, uh, it's peaceful. The tra when, when all the traffic gets off the road, usually like 8, 9 o'clock. I love when the sun's going down. And seeing the sunset uh, it's much more peaceful to drive at night not to use the pump but it is night and day of what you can do during the night compared to the daytime you'll get you get your good good radio on get your station that you like and settle in for the night um, and you can kind of just run there's not uh, a lot of traffic and slow down so. Truckers, I feel, used to get a lot of respect. Probably we're talking 30, 40 years ago. COVID happened, and there were some products that weren't on the shelves. But for the most part, everything you wanted was at the grocery store. And truck drivers didn't stop when COVID happened. There was, it takes a lot to get the product on the store shelves, and people have no idea what it entails. And it takes a, a certain person that is willing to work, that is willing to roll with the punches and, and come up with solutions throughout the day. Um, take, for example, a, a tire blowout. They never happen where you want them to happen to. And it takes a, a person that can adapt to that, 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 that can fix that problem and, and keep, keep moving. Jesse James, modern day outlaw game. 
If you're out here riding with me, come on back and make some noise. We're the last of the cowboys. It's a family tradition. Diesel's running through lanes. Daddy showed us the roads. We were born in the fast lane. Branded by our heroes, taught to saddle up and move. Keep this country rolling, we're damn proud of what we do. We're the last of the cowboys to giddy up cowboys. Eighteen wheels on the concrete, it's a slowing down breeze. Rolling like Jesse James, modern day outlaw game. If you're out here riding with me, come on back and make some noise. We're the last of the cowboys. Time generation, little old school salvation. Blazing frills across this nation, see the shine to see. We're the last, we're the last, we're the last of the cowboys. We're the last of the cowboys. Yep, go boys. Eighteen wheels on the concrete. It's slowing down the breeze. Rolling like Jesse James. A modern day outlaw game. If you're out here riding with me, come on back and make some noise. We're the last of the cowboys. Modern day outlaw game. We're the last of the cowboys. Yeah, I tell you, that's a good song. I like that. It's called The Last of the Cowboys. That's a good one. I found that one on YouTube. I'm like, this one has to make the playlist. So I do, like I said, I have one other audio piece that I'm going to play, but I'm going to say that toward the end. But I wanted to share a couple little stories with you. So I'll never forget when I first started getting in, when I got in trucking. So let me just start off with this. Like I said, I grew up around trucking, always was around semis. When I was a kid, I had die cast model semi trucks all over. I had posters of it. I had calendars of semi truck rigs. Like I wanted to be a truck driver. That's all I wanted to do. And you know what my dad actually tried to do? He said to me, son, he goes, well, he never said son, but he, this is what he actually said. He's a kid. He goes, let me tell you something. He goes, you're much better than that. And you're much smarter than that. Don't ever be a truck driver like me. And it always upset me that he would say that because I loved what he did. I thought it was awesome. I love the trucks. I love the smell of diesel. I love the roar of the, of, of a Detroit diesel, you know, you know, a DD, whatever, DD 15. Like I just love the sound of a good old rig. But that always upset me that he always told me, you are much smarter than that. Do not be a truck driver like me. And you know what? I listened for a while. I went and went the, the white collar route. I, you know, went and gotten into marketing and sales and I did really well for myself there for a while. And, you know, I did all right. And then 
things started happening. And I think maybe this is kind of part of God working. And maybe we'll do a different show on that of what led me back to Michigan and and kind of all the different points in my life that led me to exactly where I'm at today, which I believe is all led by God. But that's a different story for a different day. But the bottom line is something happened with my work and I was kind of laid off there for a while. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to get my CDL. So I went and got my CDL. And I got that. And, you know, it was at a time when my wife and I, we were about ready to get married uh, again. Like we had already been married uh, in 2014. So we were renewing our vows, but getting married in the church, the church that she grew up with. And after our wedding reception, no kidding, literally the weekend of our wedding reception, after the weekend was done, we had to go from the venue where our reception was at. And she had to drive me all the way down to the bus station. So I can take a bus, a Greyhound bus down to Chicago so I can start new higher orientation with U.S. Express. Then that was down in Chicago. And I tell you what, that first year of being over the road was something interesting. In fact, let me uh, let, let, we're going to bug a wife for a quick second and then we're going to continue on. We won't. We won't. Let's see. Let's see. Can we bug her? Let's see. Will it, will it work? Hmm. No, it's. Audio on the phone for some reason sucks, so I'm not going to bother too much there. But anyway, um, I wonder why it was so low. Hmm. Anyway, we'll try that different day. But anyway, because she rode with me a few times on the road. And uh, yeah, I could share so many different stories, but I had a rule. We don't pull over and pee unless we have to fuel up. She hated that rule. That rule sucked. She did not like that rule at all. <laughs> She absolutely hated that rule. But let me share with you a story. Let me share this one with you. So I finally got off the road from being over the road. We had Haven. <laughs> Rietta says, that rule does suck. <laughs> you know, I could hold it for 10 hours if I had to. I would not pull over to pee unless I needed fuel. Because look, time is money. Wheels rolling, you're making money. And so I didn't want to waste time. Um, yeah. But when I got off the road, I started working for a company that was, you know, uh, allowed me to haul fuel. A buddy of mine helped me get in that, in that, uh, in that company. And it was my first year hauling fuel. I never hauled fuel in my life. This is my second year of truck driving. I'm still a green, you know, greenhorn. Um, yeah, babe, I did call, but for some reason the audio was sounding very, uh, terrible on my end. So I just, I didn't, I didn't care, follow through with it. Um, but I was still a greenhorn and I had to make a run up to Traverse city in the wintertime. And I had just got done offloading. I had two stations on one trailer. So I had two different stops to do. We call it a split load and it was in the middle of winter. I want to say, if I recall correctly, it was about January or February. It was right around the new year. Anyway. I'm heading back south. I'm empty. I'm working the night shift. It was snowing and it was snowing pretty heavy. It was snowing heavy enough that every time a plow truck would go by, two inches of snow would accumulate like nothing. It was a type of snow that you had to drive really, really slow. Uh, I would say, I think my speed was right around 30, 35 miles an hour. Well, as I'm heading south on M37, which is the highway um, that you know I was on, I noticed a pickup truck, a Dodge Ram in the ditch off on the right side of the, of the road. 
And, you know, wintertime, Michigan, that's not really uncommon. I mean, it happens, right? It happens. But what I wasn't expecting, and this is where it gets scary, what I wasn't expecting was under my truck, I saw a button. Now, keep in mind, it's white out on the road, It fresh powder, no tracks, nothing. So I can't see what's under the snow. I drive past a pickup truck. All of a sudden, I see a bunch of sparks and blue and white flashing underneath my truck and trailer. Now, keep in mind, I'm a gas hauler with fumes in my trailer. An empty trailer is more volatile than a fully loaded truck because fumes go boom. It looked like somebody was arc welding under my truck. In fact, it looked like multiple people were arc welding under my truck. It was so bright. And you know the feeling you get, folks, when you take a balloon and you rub it against your head to get it, you know, to get that static electricity, right? To to get the balloon to stick to your head. It I felt that feeling pulsing throughout my entire body as I saw those sparks and arcs. It was the weirdest feeling I'd ever had. So what had happened is that truck hit a power pole and there was live power lines over the road. And those power lines got caught up in my steer tires of my truck. I had a Peterbilt, a long-nosed Peterbilt that I was driving. And it got wrapped up. You you can ask my wife here in the chat. She'll, she remembers that, I'm sure, you know, plain as day. It was very scary. And... Um, clearly I ripped the wires off away from its, you know, power source, which is why of, you know, there was all the arcing and all of that craziness and I ripped the wires off, but it was stuck and, and it was, it was wrapped around my axle and, you know, my steer tires. And so I pulled off to the side, I called them, you know, state troopers right away. And, uh, you know, the rule is you, you run over power lines. You typically don't want to get out of the truck. Well, I wasn't thinking about that at that point. Honestly, you know where my mind was at? I was scared that there were still live power lines that uh, power, you know, power to the lines that were attached to my truck. I wanted out of my truck. I was so scared. I jumped from my seat down to the road without touching anything metal. I wanted out. It was crazy. Anyway, to make a long story short, the state troop, you know, state troopers came and fire police, you know, fire department, electric company. I mean, it was a big fiasco, you know, <laughs> one in the morning. And uh, here's what the interesting part was. The police, uh, the fire department comes and they, I told them, I said, yeah, I said, I need assistance. I said, because I have a bunch of electrical power lines wrapped around my wheels and I need to continue to get going so I can go. So they went and they tested, make sure everything was fine and there was no live wires. So they were able to, you know, cut everything out from my, my axles and my wheels and the one firefighter looks at my trailer and realizes what it was. He looks at the placards and it said 1203, which means you're hauling gas. And he goes, oh, crap. He goes, I didn't realize you were hauling gas, buddy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what? You didn't think to look at that before approaching a semi that ran over live wires? You didn't think to see if this was a hazmat load? What kind of training did you get? Yeah, it was pretty intense. It was pretty intense. So anyway, that was kind of story. But anyway, so I got another song here I want to play. It's called Outlaw Ride. Let's give this a listen to. Oh, 
trying to keep it in between the lines. Bird dogs are hunting, street pipes are puffing. I'm loving this diesel life. The county mountain in the middle think I just peed a little. Glad I ain't got no panties on. Don't need no bugs on my glass, bears on my ass, pop singer singing country songs. Chicken trucking, big wheels there humming, high rate of fuel consumption, missing mama, needing loving, rolling with the weight of sound. Running like a southern shaker, I don't need no 40 acres to turn this rig around. I'm jacked up like a Chevy, but ain't heading to the levee. Lord have mercy sakes alive. All this high step and double clutching, gear jamming, chicken trucking, old school outlaw ride. Sticking toothpicking, possum grinning, coffee sipping, roots are passing through your town. A rambling gypsy on a road with 18 on the floor and 18 pounding on the ground. I don't need to see bubble gum machine, lights flashing bright. All this high ball and skins are crawling. Six days without my daughter, gonna make it home tonight. Chicken trucking, big wheels there humming, high rate of fuel consumption, missing mama, needing loving, rolling with the way of sound. Running like a southern shaker, I don't need no 40 acres to turn this rig around. I'm jacked up like a Chevy, but ain't heading to the levee. Lord have mercy sakes alive. On this high step and double clutching, gear jamming, chicken trucking, old school outlaw Trucking, big wheels there humming, high rate of fuel consumption, missing mama, needing loving, rolling with the weight of sound. I'm running like a southern shaker, I don't need no 40 acres to turn this rig around. I'm jacked up like a Chevy, but ain't heading to the levee, Lord have mercy sake. Chicken trucking, big wheels there are humming, high balling, skins are crawling, six days without my darling, high stepping, double clutching, gear jamming, chicken trucking, old school. song outlaw ride is what that was called outlaw ride so this next audio piece i'm gonna play it's called so god made a trucker and i got a buddy of mine here who's in the michigan assembly he was just texting me i'm sure he hopefully doesn't mind me saying so he didn't say anything personal or anything but you know he so he has he has his own business uh, i'll keep his name anonymous because i don't want to you know but he he has his own business and and he does really well for himself he he used to be a uh he used to be a, a livestock caller. He used to haul, you know, bulls and pigs mostly. But he was just saying, he goes, yeah, he goes, you know, he goes, listen to this kind of, you know, makes me miss it. You know, cowboys and outlaws. And I said, yeah, you miss trucking? And I said, heck yeah, brother. And 
He says, yeah, last stent was bull racking. That's why I stopped was to be home, you know. See, that's that struggle I'm talking about, folks. That's that struggle I'm talking about because, you know, being over the road, there's a certain kind of, uh, 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 like I said, an, an allure to it. It's a lot of fun. But when you have a family, that comes with a whole different set of struggles that you have to contend with when you have a family, especially when you have kids. You know, you don't want to be a weakened dad. And that's why he stopped bull racking just to be home. And uh, he was just saying, yeah, I, I did pigs most of the time. He says, but bull rackers are called outlaws because rules don't apply. Way too much fun set being up 20 hours at a time. <laughs> Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Uh, I, I will give you a big 10-4 on that. So the next audio please, uh, piece I'm going to play is called um, So God Made a Trucker. About four minutes and 18 seconds long. Give this a listen to. This might bring a tear to your eye. It certainly did me. the eighth day. God looked down at his creation after making a caretaker and said, I need a relocation specialist. So God made a trucker. God said I need someone to rise and to sleep at odd hours, check their truck before and after their run to ensure safety for themselves and those around them. Be on time to deliver their freight but would to be late to help a fellow driver who broke down in the cold of winter. So God made a trucker. I need someone strong enough to throw chains and tarps, ratchet binders, lock and load bars, change tires, and drive away from home, but soft enough to kiss their loved one, look into their eyes, and say, see you when I get back home. Someone who, after securing their load, wiping the sweat from their brow, seeing another driver struggling with theirs, willing to walk over and offer a hand, so God made a trucker. God said I need someone who will look into their side mirror at their child waving goodbye with a smile, then a sigh and wipe a tear from their eye, knowing they're doing what they love ultimately for those that they love. Someone to transport livestock with genuine care for their safety. Someone who will offer assistance at the scene of an accident. Call 911 or donate to a cause. So God made a trucker. God needed someone willing to get dirty, covered in oil and grease, bumps and bruises along the way, missing time with family because the repair took longer than expected, or the receiver wouldn't take the load, but would take time to stop what they're doing when they heard a little voice behind them say, can we go outside to play? So God made a trucker. God said I need someone who can run as a team or by themselves, can pull any trailer with a manual transmission semi, someone to maneuver a dump truck, cement truck, tow truck, or everything in between. 
Someone who will drive safely, whether on a goat trail, winding two-lane, gravel driveway, or the interstate. Someone who will drive through a snowstorm, high winds, or a heavy rain to arrive at their destination. Someone with patience to deal with motorists around them, steady hands to shift and to steer, and the heart when there's a crisis to donate their time, their truck, their money, and their fuel to assist strangers who have experienced unfathomable loss and tragedy to assist in slowly piecing their lives back together again. So God made a trucker. tell you what i really like that piece i'm gonna i'm gonna post that online on telegram so you guys you guys have to watch the video with that audio i tell you the video uh, coupled with that audio is powerful but let me share something with you before we get into another couple more songs here maybe possibly one more story here but when i was in el paso uh el paso texas of course uh during covid year 2020 you know that big scamdemic I went down there to uh, haul fuel because we had a refinery that was down in Gallup, New Mexico that we owned and uh, the pipeline was down. So we had to be a rolling pipeline trucking fuel uh, from El Paso all the way up to Albuquerque, New, New Mexico. So we had all assets deployed from Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, and we had a big old convoy that went down there and, and, and went and basically was a rolling pipeline. I broke down in the middle of the highway, uh, out in the desert, I should say. And, uh, man, let me tell you what, if there's a place you don't want to break, that's in the middle of a desert. I was literally at the halfway point cause it's hundred and miles round trip there and back. So we load up our truck, we go up 250 miles, drop it off. And then 250 miles back, we did one load a day. That's what we did. We were a rolling pipeline. We had 15 to 17, 18 of us on each shift. That's all we were doing. Boom, 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 boom. Just rolling pipeline, diesel, gas, diesel, gas, just boom, 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 up and down the interstate. And I broke down because I had a coolant leak. And when you break down in the middle of the desert, you might not see a mechanic for a minute. And you better hope to God you got reception for your, your phone. And thankfully I did, but I sat there for six, eh, five and a half, six hours, about five hours. I was waiting there for quite a long time for somebody to come up. But let me share with you what I thought was amazing because we had that many drivers making this run. And I'm not going to sit here and say it was like the Dalton highway, you know, that the ice road truckers, you know, did up, you know, do in Alaska. That's something that's a whole different animal there. But when you break down, especially in a desert where there's nobody around, you have no gas stations, no anything, no nothing. You can't get water, nothing. So what you have, you better hope that sustains you until help comes. I had four drivers, three with our own company and one with a non-company, uh, you know, a company that did not was not with you know the same company that I work for. I had four 
drivers pull over, literally pull over to check to make sure I had enough food and water until help came. Four. That's the kind of brotherhood and camaraderie that we have. You help each other out. It doesn't matter if you work for the same company or not. It doesn't matter if you're an owner operator or a company driver, you help each other out. That's what I've learned with drivers up there in the Dalton. When you ride the Dalton highway up there in Alaska, Destry knows because he works on all those trucks up there and knows all the drivers that run that road up to dead horse, up to the Arctic circle. It doesn't matter what company you're with. Doesn't matter who you are. If you, or if you're a 40 year veteran or a brand newbie, you break down, it could be 12 to 24 hours before somebody gets to you. You pull over and you help. That's just what you do. This next song I want to play is called Asphalt Cowboy by Jason Aldean. Here on the wind 
I love that song. It's such a good song. Uh, that's called Asphalt Cowboy by Jason Aldean. Now, maybe a little bit, one more one more story, and then we'll play a couple more songs, and we'll end this in prayer, and then we'll have a couple more songs. But, you know, one thing I will say, I, I tell you, I would not trade trucking for anything in the world because this is the one career that I could honestly say that I enjoy the most, but I absolutely hate some days. I absolutely hate. Um, not always, but some days. It. You know, because there are some days where the motoring public just frustrates you beyond belief, but then there's a lot of times where you see some pretty horrific things on the road. I've seen rigs flip over. I mean, right in front of me. I've had cars wipe out in front of me. I've seen bodies on the road being covered up with white sheets. I mean, you see all sorts of things. I remember the same year when I first started hauling fuel. Uh, I just loaded up and I was crossing a set of railroad tracks and I was going underneath the highway under an overpass and there was an off ramp right there and it was freezing rain out and this lady in this Chevy trailblazer, she's going down the ramp and the, the rain had just flashed over to ice and had it not been for me looking in my side mirrors to make sure I clear the railroad tracks before I turn my, my flashers off. I see this trailblazer sliding right past the stop sign and right into the back of my trailer. Her radiator got stuck in my bumper, in my DOT bumper of my trailer. It was it was amazing. Thankfully, she walked away from it. But like you see and experience so many things on the road. Like I said, this is this is our office, folks. The highway is our office and the truck is our desk. I know there are some butthole truck drivers out there that aren't courteous. I know. And I can't, I wish I could, you know, I I don't speak for them, but I will apologize on their behalf that not all drivers are like that. There's a lot of courteous drivers there. And you know what? You know what I've discovered? There's a lot of courteous four-wheelers out there. And that's what we call the motoring public, four-wheelers. They, I, you, you see the courtesy gets reciprocated. And I can't appreciate that enough. In fact, I think I speak for all drivers when I say that. We cannot appreciate that enough when you give us the room that we need, when we need to merge, or when we need to make a lane change or anything like that. We cannot appreciate that enough. And for you not cutting off our bumpers, I cannot stand that when people take our slow, you know, when they, when they go around us and then they get back in the slow lane and they only have enough room between, you know, their bumper and my front bumper and have just enough room for another car. It's like, no, you have no idea, Mr. Car, that if I have to hit my brakes and lock them up, I ain't stopping on a dime. I'm going right up in you and you're going to go for a world of hurt. You're going to have a world of hurt and you're going to go for one hell of a ride. Rietta was just saying right here, I think car drivers are worse than truck drivers. They, they cut them off all the time or not letting them change lanes makes me irritated. Yeah. You know, let me share this with you. So this is, there's one thing I learned driving out of Chicago because I was based out of Markham, Markham, Illinois, which is basically a suburb of Chicago. My trainer, his name was Gio, Giovanni, but he, he went by Gio. I was so scared to change lanes in in chicago because you know you got five six lanes five lanes you know i mean not as much as la but you know chicago if you're not doing 110 miles an hour you're not going the speed limit according to chicago drivers and it used to freak me out having to make lane changes because i'd have cars zip up and down all the time or if you're in rush hour traffic you know you could have your blinker on forever and nobody would make a gap for you to get over 
And Gio would always tell me, dude, you got to go by the 10 second rule. I'm like, what's the 10 second rule? He goes, let that blinker go on for 10 seconds and just start merging. I don't care if there's a car right next to you. Just start moving and get that rig over the line. They'll figure it out very quickly. I'm like, dude, I don't want to hit anybody. Because trust me, you won't. Nobody wants their car getting hit by a big rig. I'm like, dude, I don't know. He goes, just do it. I said, okay. And I tell you what, I learned a lot driving in Chicago my first year. A lot. It's amazing. I never even had an accident in my first year driving in and out of Chicago. There's a lot of crazy nut jobs in Chicago. Let me tell you. In fact, here's another short little story I'll, I'll share with you. <laughs> so I hauled, like I said, I drove for us express and we had, I was on the dollar tree account. So there was a lot of dollar trees in downtown Chicago. And so there are certain parts in Chicago where you could take you you could only bring a pup trailer now a pup trailer is pretty much half the size of a normal 53 footer or shorter okay because some of the areas you had to navigate in chicago you ain't bringing a 53 foot trailer through let me just tell you that right now you ain't bringing a big trailer you're getting caught up somewhere but there were spots in chicago that you could bring a 53 foot trailer. Now it may not look like it and it may not sound like a good idea, but there were some spots that you could bring a 53 foot trailer. But so when, when my dispatcher would give me my manila envelope for my work that, you know, for the trailer that I needed to go to and take to my destination, there was a set of instructions, directions on the back of that, which they typically never do. But with Chicago loads, they would give you directions on paper and if you did not follow directions on paper you might end up on a road and possibly go under a bridge that would crush the top of your trailer and it would be on you you could not follow a gps in chicago it would take you down it didn't even matter if you had a trucking gps that avoided low bridges you could not use a gps you had to follow the paper instructions in fact, there was one run I did in Chicago with a 53-footer. Now, get this. The instruction said this. Now, see if you can follow me for a minute. I know this is going to be hard, but if you have a good imagination and, and I can paint this visual, just picture this for a moment. I got to my store. The instruction said, now, okay, I'm pulling up to this very busy intersection. Busy. Think Chicago for a minute. It's a busy intersection. Three lanes, both ways, all directions. The store is on my right at this traffic light. Okay, so the Dollar Tree is on my right. The dock that I needed to get into, the side door, it wasn't even a dock, it was a side door because I had rollers that I rolled the product down because I had to hand unload this dang, this dang thing. So the store is on my right and the door is on the outside. Uh, of the side of the, you know, on the side of the building. So the directions told me, take a left at that light. So basically take a left at that light. Like I'm driving away from the store, drive your truck into oncoming traffic. I'm not even kidding you guys. This is part of the directions. Get into oncoming traffic, put your hazard flashers on, wait for the green light to go green and reverse. Now figure this one out for a second reverse and drive across the intersection backwards into that dock or into that side door. Yeah, I'm not kidding. You know, you realize how much crap built up in my shorts after that one? 
I was so scared. This was like my fourth or fifth month of driving. I was so scared. I'm not, I, look, I, there's not a lot that really freaks me out, guys. That scared the hell out of me. That sucked. That, yeah, so I, like I said, I had to take a left at the intersection, drive, find a gap, and get into oncoming traffic, wait at that light, and when that light turned green, reverse across the dang intersection and back into the store. That's how I had to get my truck in. That sucked. That absolutely sucked. So, you know, that's just one of many stories. I've I've went on over the road rides with my dad when uh when I was in high school and or junior high and high school. I used to ride over the road with my dad. That was really cool. More junior high. He was home every day when I was in high school, but junior high. Um I've seen him get his rig into some really tight spaces. I mean, some really tight spaces. There's actually been people that looked at him like, how did you even get this in here? My dad was a good driver. Let me tell you something. There is one thing about my dad. He was a hell of a rig. He, he was a hell of a gear jammer and a hell of a driver. Katie, my wife, was saying the one in the alley in Chicago was scary to watch. Was that the one? Um, no, that wasn't the one. But, that, yeah, I know what you're talking about. With all the graffiti, I think, talking about, that was pretty scary, too. Yeah, I've had to put these trucks, guys, in Chicago in some spaces that even a car probably shouldn't even go. I'm not even kidding. Chicago driving freaking sucks, especially when you got to get a big rig. Even if you had a pup trailer, that really absolutely sucked. Oh, man, I just, I, no way. But, yeah, Kyle Kyle said it right here, but you got it done. I did it with a with a drawer full of crap. I was so scared. But, yeah, we got it done. I mean, and my wife was just saying it was super tight, and you handled it really well. You're a great driver. No, okay. So she says I'm a really great driver, and I appreciate that because she's building me up. I love what she does. But let me just dime myself out for a second. I can handle a big rig, no problem, in downtown Chicago with a 53 footer. But when it comes to her flex, when she had her flex before we got her new car, the Ford Flex, we went to iCare One to go get glasses for her. She had to pick up some glasses. <laughs> her car has a backup camera now, mind you. Okay, the old car she had. And a beeper to let you know, hey, you're getting close to something, dummy, and you're going to hit it. Would you believe, folks, I backed into a car? Yeah, with my wife's car. I can navigate my semi way better in tight spaces in downtown Chicago than I can do with my wife's Ford Flex that she used to have in an open parking lot. Thankfully, the guy was cool and he had a crappy car <laughs> and he's like, it's all good. No big deal. But yeah, I can handle a big rig big, better than I could my wife's car. I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. So here's another song we're going to play and then we'll end this in prayer. And then I got a couple more songs to play if you want to stick around. This one's called Convoy, but this ain't the one by C.W. McCall. No, 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 no. This one's by Colt Ford. I like what he did here. Let's give this a listen to. Hey guys, Cole Ford here. I got a new lyric video coming out for the song Convoy, one of my favorite things I've ever done. But I've teamed up with Truckers Final Mile to make sure we can help those men and women that are out there trucking it all around the country, making sure that we got food, supplies, and everything we need to survive. We've got to make sure that we remember that they help this country run every single day. So y'all check it out. Truckers Final Mile, support it any way you can. Any donations is wonderful. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate you. God bless. Stay safe. All you truckers, keep it between the ditches. That's a big 10-4.
Grab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is headed for bear on 910 about a mile out of shaky town. I said, Big Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the hammer on down. Cause we got a little old convoy rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a little old convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Come on and join our convoy. Ain't nothing gonna get in our way. We're gonna roll this truck in convoy across the USA. trucks and all but there's a roadblock up on the clover leaf and them bears is wall to wall yeah the smokies was thick as bugs on a bumper they even had a bear in the air i says calling all trucks is here to duck we about to go a hunting bear because we got a great big convoy rocking through the night yeah we got a great big convoy ain't she a beautiful sight come on and join our convoy ain't nothing gonna get in our way we gonna roll this truck in Sled on rails. We tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them sitting on the scales. By the time we hit that shy town, the bears was getting smart. They had brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. There's armored cars and tanks and jeeps and rigs of every size. Yeah, the chicken coops was full of bears and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line and we went for rope with a thousand screaming trucks. And eleven long hair friends of Jesus and a chartreuse microbus. So that will conclude. We're going to do a prayer. We're going to keep it simple. We're going to keep it short. We've got one or two more songs we'll play, and then we'll close out the song. And it's time for me to eat some dinner. It's going to be a late dinner, but you know what? This is worth it for the for the Truckers Tribute Special tonight. And like I said, I think uh, going forward, I'm going to do a special here 
for you know different professions. Um, we did one obviously for Mother's Day. Let me let me be clear on one thing. The most important job in the world and the one that matters most is the one that uh, nobody really recognizes as being an actual job. It's one that doesn't get payment. It's definitely a thankless job in most cases. And that's the that's the mother. That's the especially a stay at home mom. Because without mothers giving birth and without mothers being willing to go through all that hell, um, I, I say hell. It, it seems like hell for guys, but they they absolutely love being pregnant. But still, giving birth, we can't have men and women fill these positions and all these different careers if they don't uh, give birth to continue to populate this earth to keep doing these jobs. So let's not forget the most important job in this world is a mom. Should we get an amen on that? So first, we're going to start with the trucker's prayer. Dear God, above, bless this truck I drive and help me keep someone alive. Be my mortal sight this day on streets where little children play. Bless my helper fast asleep when this night is long. And keep cargo safe and sound through the big and round. Make my judgment sound as steel and be my hands upon the wheel. Bless the traveler going past and teach them not to go so fast. Give me strength for every trip so I may care for what they ship. And make me mindful every mile that life is just a little while. And Rietta adds to the prayer. Father, thank you for our truckers. Please protect them as they take care of our country. Bless our families as they stay behind. And sometimes wait for days for them to come home. And Lord, please continue to grow and protect the assembly. Lord, please bring people who love you and love liberty. Lord, please help continue. Please continue to give us your wisdom and discernment. We love you so much. And yes, Father, we ask that you give a quick healing for Nancy, for her injuries that she endured today, for you know, on her face and hand. And uh, that did not sound like that was a good time. So we pray for easy, quick healing. And Father, thank you so very much for blessing me and the job that you allow me to do. You give me a job that I absolutely love. I feel like a big kid every single day getting behind the big rig, you know, the, the wheel of a big rig here. Absolutely love it. And I couldn't thank you enough because you provide a good, solid income and a job that I absolutely love. And we pray all this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. And so I just want to let you all know, this is one of the reasons why I'm not too focused on raising money or trying to have sponsors on the podcast to try to make money because God blessed me with a heck of a career path. And he blessed me with a job that earns a very healthy income and allows me to take care of my family so my wife can be at home and to take care of our little girl. And so that's why I don't even worry about this kind of thing. I will continue to keep doing this as long as God gives me the ability to, the voice to, and the strength to do it. So 
I appreciate all you do. My little girl is over here saying hello to everybody. Come here, Haven. You want to say hi real quick? Come here. You can say hi. Say hi. Hi. Say, how are you doing? How are you doing? <laughs> all right, baby. I'll be done in a little bit. She had to say hello. She had to hello. And she's like saying hi. Like, hey, tell everybody I said hi. Tell everybody I said hi. <laughs> she's such a cutie pie. Um, it's her birthday tomorrow. So we're going to have a nice birthday. Yes. Day tomorrow is going to be all about her. She's going to have a yes. Day. Um, I will not be on the air tomorrow. Um, I'll be on the air one more time this week on Tuesday, but that's it. I'm going to take the rest of the week off. We're going to have some family time. We're going to enjoy ourselves and we'll be back rocking and rolling. Uh, Maybe Sunday night, but more than likely, I don't want to over I'm going to, I don't want to over promise and under deliver. So I'm going to under promise and say more than likely it might be Monday, Monday evening. We'll be back. Okay. Monday will probably be back and uh, I will share the happy birthday wishes from everybody. Thank you so very much. You guys are awesome. And thank you for joining us. And if, listen, if you know a trucker or you have somebody in your family, that's a truck driver, share this show. This is a trucker's tribute special and going forward, I will do my best to do a tribute for farmers and emergency personnel, our military. I will, I will try to fit this in as we go forward with this show, because it's not just about truckers. It's about everybody who pulls their weight in all sorts of different professions. And we need to recognize everybody is important. Everybody is essential. Everybody is essential. I don't care what the COVID rules were back then. Everybody is essential. God bless, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us here at His Hard Line. Roll on highway, roll on along. Roll on, daddy, till you get back home. Roll on, family, roll on, crew. Roll on, mama, like I ask you to do. Kissing mama goodbye He's up and gone with the sun Daddy drives an 18-wheeler And he's off on a west run And three sad faces gather round mama They ask her when daddy's coming home Daddy drives an 18-wheeler And they sure miss him when he's gone Yeah, they do Ah, but he calls them every night and tells them that he loves them. He taught them this song to sing. Roll on highway, roll on along. Roll on, daddy, till you get back home. Roll on, family, roll on, crew. Roll on, mama, like I asked you to do. And roll on, 18-wheeler, roll on. Roll on! waiting by the phone it rings but it's not his voice seems the highway patrol has found a jackknife rig in a snowbank in illinois but the driver was missing and the search had been abandoned cause the weather had everything stalled 
And they had checked all the houses and the local motels When they had some more news they'd call And she told him when they found him to tell him that she loved him And she hung up the phone singing Roll on highway, roll on along Roll on daddy till you get back home Roll on family, roll on crew Roll on mama like I asked you to do And roll on 18-wheeler, roll on Mama and the children will be waiting up all night long Thinking nothing but the worst is coming That's when I'm going. 
waved high and steady hands upon the wheel. A fresh pork cup of coffee and some on our radio. Watching the world go by, never showing how we feel. But we drive on. Never knowing where we're going or when we'll make it home. Yes, we drive home. We're all a bunch of loners that ain't worth a damn at being alone. Takes a special kind to sit behind this wheel. You leave one day, you turn around, and your kids are all grown and gone. And that long black ribbon don't give a damn how you feel. But we drive. So I'm going to leave now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
And to other places. Bye-bye. 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 Bye, folks. Bye-bye, folks. That's it. Bye-bye. Wave goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. We're finished. We're finished. Goodbye, everybody. And that's the end. And everyone says, oh, that was fun. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Bye, Felicia.